The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We are entering a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord, but let's begin together with prayer first before we discuss the spring feasts. Lord, we just thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord, that even during these difficult days, we have found ways to make things work correctly, whether it's a radio program or uh, just our lives. In fact, Lord, I thank you for bringing families closer together during this time. I thank you, Lord, for bringing our country closer together at this time. There are so many things, even with the great difficulties, to thank you about. And Lord, I do pray that this pandemic, this virus would be gone quickly in the name of Yeshua. Lord, you said that if we have faith, that we are to pray and believe, and it will be. So, Lord, I'm praying and believing for this pandemic to be gone, not only in Tampa, but in the world. And I thank you and praise you for answering prayer. And we give you all the honor and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Well, first, uh, I just want to wish you a Happy New Year. I don't think I did that last year. Now, don't be confused because Exodus 12.2 says this month will mark the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year for you. And that's talking about the month of Nisan, the month uh, containing Passover. And so uh, the first day of Nisan was Thursday, March 26th. So if I say Happy New Year to you, you'll understand. Okay. Well, it's, it is a great season for us to participate in the Passover Seder. And you can join us, uh, obviously not in person, but you can join us um, on Friday, April the 10th, which is this Friday. We are going to have a Passover Seder teaching uh, at our normal service time. And so you can join us on Facebook Live at 7.30 this Friday. You would go to facebook.com backslash Shoresh David, which is S-H-O-R-E-S-H, and then David. And that's it. Um, now, the booklet we use for the 
Passover teaching is called the Haggadah. And in order to follow along, uh, you can go to our website, which again is shereshtavid.org backslash Passover, and it will take you to where you can either download, if you'd like, the uh, entire Haggadah, uh, which I think is, I don't know, 25 or 30 pages, or you can read from your computer and, and just read online. It's your choice. Now, if you're old-fashioned and you need a paper copy, <laughs> you can call Karen at 813-831-5673. And if you call, um, certainly by Monday morning, we'll get it out Monday in time for you to be able to enjoy Passover. Um, now, Passover begins on Wednesday evening, so uh, if you'd like to celebrate the first night, you're going to have to work quickly, right? <laughs> now, also starting on Thursday evening is the counting of the Omer, and rather than explain it now, let me just say it's a 50-page devotional booklet for you to count between the day after Passover and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, which is talked about, which I will talk about a little later on. But it's a 50-page devotional booklet. Again, you can download it. You can uh, read it from the computer either way. Or if you want a booklet uh, sent to you, we can do that too. But again, call Karen uh, on Monday morning, 813 Eight three one five six seven three. We'll get it out to you. There are uh, there is a three dollar charge for as many booklets of the Haggadah or the Counting the Omer that you want. So uh, we'll give you send you as many as you would like. All right. So let's look at uh, these uh, spring feasts. So if you turn in your Bible to Leviticus 23, you'll see a lot of about spring feasts. By now, hopefully you know that that's where you'll find the information on the Moedim. Moedim is appointed time or appointed place or a meeting or a time to set up. That's what that word means. And even though we sometimes translate it as feast days or holidays or holy days, they're really appointments, appointments with God. God has set up a meeting with us, and we are to be there. <laughs> and it says we're to keep these Moedim forever. So all God's appointed times deal with Yeshua in some way. They either reflect what has happened or what's going to happen. And the spring-appointed times have been fulfilled, and the fall-appointed times will be fulfilled. So let's begin with the appointed times, Leviticus 23. Now the first one is not really considered a spring Moedim. It's Shabbat and the Sabbath. And um, look, Leviticus 23.1 says, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, and tell them these are the appointed Moedim 
of Adonai, which you are to proclaim to be holy convocations, my Moedim. Work may be done for six days, but the seventh day is the Shabbat of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You are to do no work. It is a Shabbat to Adonai in all your dwellings. So the things that we do normally on the weekend, and we do it on Saturdays, Friday night and Saturdays, um, is, is right here in Scripture. And this is an appointed time. So when you don't show up for this convocation, this holy, holy service that is being had, it's not the pastor who you're letting down. It's really God who has told you to show up for a group meeting once a week. There you go. <laughs> Okay, notice these are not Jewish holy days. Nowhere does it say these are only for Israel or only Jewish. These are, I believe, holy days for all believers. So let's go to the first of the spring feasts. In verse 4, again, Leviticus 23, these are the appointed feasts of Adonai, holy convocations which you are to proclaim in their appointed season. During the first month, of the, on the 14th day of the month, in the evening, is Adonai's Passover. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Matzot to Adonai. For seven days you are to eat matzah. Um, most Jews have put these two appointed times into one called Passover. Very rarely would you speak to anybody who separates these two feasts. Um, and so we, we see this as Passover. And Passover is a reminder of God's deliverance from slavery to salvation. Redemption from Egypt, Egypt in this case symbolizing sin, and the promised land uh, representing God's will. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread in Leviticus 23.6, this bread without yeast, it will not rise or get puffed up, so it symbolizes that it's no sin, it's or without sin. And Yeshua is that unleavened bread, the bread of life who had no sin, cleanses us from all sin because he is the Lamb of God, the final sacrifice. And in John 1.29 says the next day John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, referring to the Passover Lamb. Okay? So the Passover Seder is when we come together as a family and friends to revisit the story of Exodus. It's going to be a little different this year, right, uh, because of the virus, but we can do this virtually, right? The most prominent Passover Seder was the one Yeshua celebrated with his Talmidim. You know, Talmidim means disciples. Um, their Seder, on the night prior to his crucifixion, included the Lamb, uh, in Luke 22.8, included the bitter herbs in Matthew 26.23, the washing, which is in John 13, 1 through 15, 
and matzah, which is the unleavened bread, and we find this in Matthew 26, 26. So you can see that all these elements have a biblical um, understanding, and uh, we'll look at that uh, a lot more later on. Now, as we continue in Leviticus 23.9, because we're doing an overview today, uh, we'll get into more details next week. Um, in Leviticus 23.9, it says, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Israel, tell them, When you have come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest, then you are to bring the Omer of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen to the priests, and that would be Yom Habikurim, the Feast of the First Fruits, which is, again, Leviticus 23.9. And this First Fruits, which is really, it, it's funny because it's an appointed time that very few people keep, uh, even in the Jewish community, and uh, for us, it's a reminder of God's resurrection power. In 1 Corinthians 15.20, it says, But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So as we see this uh, celebration of the first fruits, we're reminded there, and then it says in verse 21, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be made alive. But each in its own order, Messiah the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. So people, you know, they ask me, do Messianic Jews celebrate Easter? Well, I would go back and say the more important question is, do Messianic Jews celebrate the resurrection of Yeshua? The answer is absolutely yes. And it's when we celebrate this holy day of Yom HaBikurim. Now, later on in Leviticus 23:15, we see the counting of the Omer. Then you are to count from the marrow, uh, uh, marrow after the Shabbat, meaning after the Passover uh, day, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, seven Sabbaths, until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. Now, counting the Omer starts Wednesday night. Or if you'd like to count during the day, then it would be Thursday, and you count 50 days. Every day we count, we're reminded of the link between Pesach, Passover, which commemorates the exodus and deliverance, and Shavuot, which is the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost. And it, this is such an amazing ho holy day, because it is, commemorates not only the giving of the law, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, but it also commemorates God's Ruach, God's Spirit. So, let me repeat this. On Shavuot, we receive the law and we receive the Spirit. Only God could have done that. That's amazing, right? 
It reminds us that the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received the Torah, God's instructive word. And it also reminds us that without God's spirit, we don't have the ability to really understand the truth of his word, nor the strength to keep it. And, and you know, a further reminder is this. We, in these 50 days, we have to kind of wait upon the Lord and know that God is using this time for our growth. And God takes us out of bondage, gives us freedom, and this is his will today for us as well. So when we take this journey, in a sense, we're taking it from bondage of sin to the freedom in receiving his atonement so we can enter into the promised land. I, I, I love this, this springtime and, and the journey and, and just knowing that God has so much in store for us. So Shavuot means the Feast of Weeks because it comes after those seven weeks. And it's a reminder of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, and a reminder of Acts 2, the power of God's Spirit. Now, a couple thoughts about Easter and Passover. You know, in uh, 325, the Council of Nicaea, um, Constantine, the Roman Empire, and the Council unanimously ruled that Easter should be celebrated on the first Sunday after the full moon, if the full moon should occur on a Sunday and coincide with Passover, Easter should be celebrated on the Sunday after. So Easter and Passover wouldn't be at the same time. What do you think that's all about? Well, the idea was to separate Easter from Passover so that the, the Christians wouldn't confuse the two. And I believe this was part of the anti-Semitism in the church that we've talked about at various times when we've talked about the history of the church and the anti-Semitism. So should Christians celebrate the appointed times in Leviticus 23? Well, I would, well, let me answer with scripture, right? Uh, Colossians 2.16 says, Therefore do not let anyone pass judgment on you in matters of food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Shabbat. These are a foreshadowing of things to come, but the reality is Messiah. So my opinion is based on the scripture. You can, you don't have to. But why not? <laughs> Yeshua celebrated these feasts. Paul celebrated these feasts. They're scriptural appointed times that God said to keep forever. I know it's not church tradition. You decide. <laughs> See what God is saying in your heart, right? Romans 14.4 says, Who are you to judge another servant? Before his own master he stands or falls. Yes, he shall stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day over another, while others judge every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes that day does so to the Lord. The one who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and the one who abstains, abstains to the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and none dies for himself. 
So, when we celebrate these special days, Yeshua should be the center of our celebration as the one who came to fulfill the prophetic significance of these appointed times. Now look, as we, as we look at these spring feasts, let's see some of the important biblical principles that we can get out of these feasts. I mean, there's so much to talk about. First of all, a first principle would be that God reveals his plans in his word. And just like Amos 3, 7 says, For the Lord Adonai will do nothing unless he has revealed his counsel to his servants, the prophets. Now in Leviticus 23, God provides a picture of his entire plan for mankind. And Yeshua fulfills the feast in Leviticus 23. And God is faithful to Christians because he has been faithful in his word to the Jewish people. And the faithful, uh, you know, and faithful to his prophetic words. So, God has revealed uh, his plans in his words. Secondly, a second biblical principle is his faithfulness. Passover in Leviticus twenty-three five points to the Messiah as our Passover Lamb. First Corinthians five seven, whose blood would be shed for our sins. Yeshua was crucified on the day of preparation for the Passover at the same hour that the lambs were being slaughtered for the Passover meal that evening. And you can find that, by the way, in John 19.14. A second part of his faithfulness is the unleavened bread, Leviticus 23.6. It points to Messiah's sinless life as leaven is a picture of sin in the Bible, making him the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Yeshua's body was in the grave like a seed planted and to become the bread of life. A third uh, idea under the fact that God is faithful is first fruits, Leviticus 23.10. It points to Messiah's resurrection as the first fruits of the righteous. And we see again, as we read in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, as the, you know, he's the first fruits from the dead. And our fourth principle under faithfulness would be Shavuot. And, and that occurred 50 days. It points to the law and the giving of the Spirit. It points to great numbers of salvations as 3,000 were saved. Pointed to Jews and Gentiles being one in Messiah. Well, oh my goodness. You know, I don't have any time left. How did this happen? But I will tell you that I'm looking forward to coming back and speaking with you next week about this. Um, look, it's a great season. Join us Friday evening, this Friday, April 10th at 7.30. Go to facebook.com backslash Sharesh David. And if you want the booklet to follow along the Haggadah, go to our website, which is SharashDavid.org uh, and backslash Passover. And you can read the Haggadah with us or download it. 
And also, at the same time, you might as well see the counting of the Omer there. It's a 50-page devotional. So call Karen if you have any questions, 813-831-5673. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel